All right, Saniacs, welcome. For all of you new listeners and viewers, this is the Saniac Podcast, where we host live weekly recaps of MTV's The Challenge. And tonight, we finally begin the long-anticipated season of War of the Worlds. I am super excited about this one, guys. And I'm Shawnee Suisa, a podcast producer from Los Angeles, and this is my amazing co-host... I am Zach Calhoun from the Philadelphia suburbs, which I guess is like in the same country as you. <laughs> Somewhat. <laughs> Feels like you're from a whole other planet, to be honest. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> like bigger than like Europe, that distance. That actually is. Uh, all right, guys. So today we have some exciting news because the Saniac podcast website updates went live at 5 a.m. this morning, Pacific Standard Time, and they have been active all day. In case you haven't seen it, we have some amazing new content on there. I think you guys are going to love it. We have Challenger News, and we also have a whole slew of Sporkle quizzes all about Challenge Trivia. We have things like prize money, fresh meat picking orders, bloodlines, and a whole bunch more. Honestly, Hannah, who runs Hannah's Hitler for us did all those quizzes and they are amazing tons of fun and some are pretty freaking difficult there's a one-time challengers one on there uh which is one-time challengers from any of the seasons and then there's an easier version which is one-time challengers that made a final but again both of those are pretty difficult especially with the time constraints so uh, i think you guys will really like those definitely lots more quizzes coming up as well um, and more updates to the site like karen's creations which will be a whole bunch of photoshopped graphics memes and anything sort of you know picture wise related to the challenge uh, by the wonderful karen fitzpatrick who you guys may know as the legend that did kayla's Wonder Woman series. Uh, Marie also hired her as well. So she's a badass and she's joining the team and we're really excited about that. Uh, follow us on social media at Saniac Podcast on all the platforms and SaniacPodcast.com for those of you who don't know our website. And let's get started because this was quite an intro episode. A little slow, but I think paired together with the Meet the Prospects episode, it really gave us a great sort of first couple weeks of the show and set the foundation for what seems to be a incredible season. And I also think just the fact that so many of the cast members and TJ and just lots of people in the community have hyped up this season so intensely that, you know, I trust their opinion because we know and they know that the show has been shit for a while now. So the fact that we're getting a lot of reassurance that it's not going to be this way this season gives me a lot of hope. Because, um, I mean, I don't know if you guys remember how many amazing first episodes there's been in the past few seasons and they've all sort of flopped. And I'm thinking this one's going to be a little different. All right, Zach, what do you think in terms of first impressions on this episode? Um, already feeling much better after the last couple seasons. When I saw this thing kicking in, it was like it washed away at least some of the really bad taste that's been in my mouth since Final Reckoning, which was just so, so bad. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that had a pretty solid first episode I mean a lot of them did. did you know Invasions had a really good first episode Dirty 30 did all of those really had a sort of like pow entrance and just shit 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 this episode and what the preview show it feels sustainable to me mm. um, I'm thinking we're going to get some really good juice out of this season already Tina, I actually am sitting on my witch cape. It's like down here, my all black one. And then this is my um, really cozy witch thing. <laughs> Gibraltar was badass. Yeah, exactly. It was like all those were pretty sick, but you know, they just didn't follow through. So 
Let's get started on this one. That opening sequence with the ATVs, they're riding through. You have all of these vets. They give us a taste of Nani, you know, hyping up like the returns of people, which I really loved. Um, and then we just sort of jump right into them meeting each other, prospects and vets. And that was kind of cool. It was like they were all sizing each other up for the first time. I thought that they pay, um, the show paid really good attention to the fact that Nani and Wes are both back. Uh, and, and they, they just, they gave us that acknowledgement. Like, Hey, I'm, I really like Nani's character arc so far. She's like, I'm back. I haven't gotten this win yet. And that's what I'm here for. And I like that. I like that, that some of the vets that are on the show this season are hungry for a win. Like Nani and Leroy are still searching for that first win. And they've both done almost, you know, double-digit seasons they've done double-digit seasons between the Mm -hmm. two of them Um, and I can feel that hunger I like that definitely I mean if you think back to it really gives me like a lot of Paula vibes when she had done so many seasons had never won and felt like you know it was finally her turn and then she came back and ended up winning two seasons and so I think it, it sort of gives us that kind of taste of these vets that are really hungry that have done so many shows and then now you know finally get those elusive wins that they've all been looking for so um I definitely I definitely get that kind of vibe from her and I'm excited to see Nani back I think it, it's also really I don't know if you guys saw the video we released this weekend um <clears throat> that i made the genius fucking video that we put out yeah, on the super bowl out. sunday honestly it's incredible and the whole storyline it's the kendall jenner pepsi commercial which was like super controversial um for whatever reasons and i put challenger faces over the whole commercial and it actually worked out so well in terms of the storyline and the potential for the storyline of this season which is the fact that nani's in the middle of these two badass characters wes and bananas and she really can be like this liaison between the two and so the season to me has so much potential to go in a hundred different directions based on just the vet cast alone because the dynamics are so interesting um you know with these returns i think everybody's excited to see nani back i know that for like for a fact i don't think there's anyone like after the crop of female competitors that we've had the last two three seasons mm. like we we needed something and nani coming back is at least a call back to a better era of female challengers in my opinion it's it's true because people have really not been liking the fe- female challengers either. I mean, you think like Ashley and Amanda, there's been so much negativity, even like Kara and stuff. So I think Nani, someone who a lot of people love, is really sort of bringing that spirit back. Well, yeah, it's it's just been a less talented pool of female competitors. Um, so I, I feel like Nani, you could make the argument that maybe – if she had been playing on Dirty 30 or Vendettas or Final Reckoning, she would have had more success than mm. in previous seasons where she had to go up against like legit, like top notch females like Sarah, Very like true. Teresa, like Emily. The argument could be made. I wouldn't say Sarah's a top notch female, but I mean, whatever. Um, oh, oh uh, well, <laughs> I know for a fact that Sarah has an elimination victory over Cara Maria, who is like the queen right now. So let's just throw that out there. Wow, any chance you get, you'll just stab Kara right in the face. I bet you're so excited about that this episode because she be was quite um interesting. Awful? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we get the prospects meeting the vets, and it's like this whole thing, and you see Kyle saying uh, that he's happy to have some Brits. And honestly, I can see why Kyle would be so happy because for the first time, he's getting some British male cast members that are 
as big, if not way bigger personalities than he is. Because his partner in crime has been Joss, who, no offense to Joss, but he's like the chillest, quietest human being compared to a lot of the other people coming on, especially ones like Bear and Theo. So for the first time, Kyle isn't necessarily the alpha British male in the house. And I think he's excited to have some badass guys that he can play this game with that he knows are going to fuck shit up equally, if not more than him. I mean, I have to give props to you because, you know, you've been talking about the Brits for a long time and legit like episode one, just delivering bear has so much charisma. He (laughs) jumps off the camera. And this is a guy that you've been talking about since before he even got cast on the show. You were like cast bear. This guy would be great on the show. And you just see it. This guy is fantastic. Yeah, it's really true. You know, I've been I've been pushing for the Brits to come on this show for a long time, especially once we got a taste of a few of them. And when we had Kyle, who's like everybody knows my least favorite Geordie Shore character. So I was like, why can't we just have more fucking Brits come on that are insane and amazing? And a lot of people were pushing for Ashley Kane. I know that's great. You know, Theo, I had no idea what to expect, but holy crap, did I love him this episode. And, you know, they're finally bringing some sort of jokes to the house that isn't just like all about crying all the time. You know, everybody gets so sensitive in there and so worked up. And now we have some people who are going to laugh a little. And I really like that. I'm excited for the sarcasm. And, you know, I'm excited for the fact that some of these challengers and the vets really don't like the Brits. Like that makes me happy. That makes me very happy because some of them are such little bitches. Like Ashley, this episode (laughs) was ridiculous. And I cannot wait to get to that portion. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. All right. So let's get into the challenge. Impending doom. This was an interesting one, and I wrote these intr- the instructions down quite quickly, so hopefully I got them all. Basically, there's two heats, a female and a male heat. They start with their heats on the top of these massive sand dunes. They There's three buckets that are full of balloons, or full of balls at the bottom of the sand dunes, like those bouncy ball shits. They have to rush down to the dune, grab a ball, rush back up the dune, and trade the ball for puzzle pieces. They then rush back down to solve the puzzle, so they're like going up and down this thing and then first to solve the puzzle obviously wins and it's ranked down so a lot of people thought the ranking was for the vets to be able to have picking order but it ended up being for the prospects to have picking order and of course as we suspected last episode on the recap that what was going to happen with those two extra prospects they were going to go home so yep we kind of saw this coming i have a couple thoughts on the structure of this um of this challenge First and foremost, uh, if you're <laughs> for the few people whose balls ended up rolling all the way down the hill, like they were fucked. That that dune was so gigantic that to have to run all the way down that dune and then to have to run all the way back up. You mm-hmm. saw Hunter. Hunter was completely gassed. You saw like some of the the females that were near the bottom, like like the one Nolan twin. They mm. were like they had to like crawl back up the dune just to get mm. to their puzzle pieces. Now I do have somewhat of an issue with this because now something our viewers may not know about me. I played a lot of dodgeball growing up. Um, <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, you guys can you guys can mean that if you want to. I played a lot of dodgeball. I consider myself a dodgeball purist. And what this reminded me of, there's some people who believe that when you play dodgeball, now everybody knows if you're playing team dodgeball, the balls all line up in the middle of the court. And then you have to run up and grab the balls. Now there's two schools of thoughts here. Uh one school dictates you in a dodgeball uniform. One school of thought dictates that you run up, you grab the balls, and you can just start pegging your opponents right there. I think that's bullshit. I abide by the thought, the school of thought where you have to run 
grab the ball, and then you have to take it back to the to the back line for the and ball to throw. become live. So in my opinion, it it wasn't necessarily fair that some people could run out, catch their ball, and already get the puzzle pieces and be done. All the balls should have had to roll down the hill or the dune. My thoughts. Interesting. I see like what you're saying, but that's, I mean, the challenge is already super difficult. I don't necessarily know that they had to get that logistic about it, but I mean, listen, there's always room for improvement. So I think we can run with that. I just wanted to throw that in there, guys. Like there's so many opportunities to meme, uh, to Photoshop my face onto some kind of dodgeball meme. Just something to think about. <laughs> Globo chimp, bitch. All yeah. right. So, all right. So basically we have the challenge, right? So they start off and the first heat is the men's heat. Also before this, TJ throughout the whole episode hints the prize money. So just so everybody knows we're playing for a million dollars this season. And I mean, no surprise here, but I am really happy MTV has kept up that prize money because I was worried they'd drop it back down and I didn't want that to happen. Um, all right. So men's heat. Now, this was an interesting one because the prospects and the vets are competing together in their in their opposite genders, of course. And I really liked watching them compete against each other already. You know, so we got to see how these prospects line up against the vets. And quite frankly, let's just say some of Shawnee's favorites were whipping the vets butts. So I think this is a great showing for a lot of these prospect boys, especially the Brits uh, who place top three in the men's heats. So first up, we've got Leroy and Chase. They wrestle for a ball. Da -da -da -da. Then you have Allen, who takes like this nasty fall, cuts his finger wide open. Um, and then lo and behold, who wins for the boys on the vet side? Polly. Oh, God. I don't know about you, Zach, but I've become a real Polly fan ever since watching these first impressions videos because the way he sits with his posture is probably the funniest mannerism <laughs> of anybody on the show right now. Like he's got this sort of like monkey sit where he goes like this and his back is a little bit arched and he sort of sits to the side like this and he talks as if he's like a mobster and he's just the funniest freaking person. He takes himself so seriously. It's it's honestly like next level. It's, it's just, if you watch him as this sort of, it, it, like almost like a like a satirical character of a human being like that's what he is he's like a pure satire to me because nobody can be that gorilla standing <laughs> he is shut up Paulie's blocking like, me Polly's like a complete anomaly to me because I mean Shani you know me well you know that I gravitate towards villains and assholes they're like my favorite people on tv that's but true he, there's something about Polly that turns me off so much and I think it's just like how scripted he is Everything he's saying, he has like written out and rehearsed. Yes, he scripted he out it. his posture too. He arches on purpose. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's a whole thing. He's he's just he's just really funny. Like the way he moves, the way he talks, he just seems like a joke to me. I have no idea how Kara is that into him though. Yeah, there's there's comedy there for sure. Um, well, Kara's into him because she's a psychopath and um, a, an evil person as well. And I think um, it's just because she likes BDSM. So. <laughs> It's pretty obvious that that's like what their whole thing is. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> All right. So we get Polly winning. Then we have Ashley C, Ashley Kane winning for the prospects. I mean, the Brit boys brought it. Let me just tell you. And this was probably the best line of the night, I thought, or one of them. Actually, there was quite a few, which was people call me a gorilla and gorillas eat bananas. Ashley in regards to bananas and I thought that was such a great line and I cannot wait for people to just chew up bananas this season I have a feeling he's gonna be kind of like taken aback by the sort um, of strength of these male characters Johnny made some very serious tactical errors in this episode and we will discuss them as we get there for sure <laughs> Morgan. at least from what I observed yeah 
All right, so um, then we have Bear who gets number two for the prospects. Honestly, I was freaking out. I was like, I stood up. I literally stood up and I was like, yeah. That's literally what Dude, I did as my reaction. I am, I am team Bear all out. And he got right into the camera and was <laughs> this guy. This guy cracks me up. He's a man after my own heart. He really is. Oh, he's so wonderful. What, is, then, what does that tattoo on his neck say? It says something about Bear on his neck, I think. Can can somebody does somebody I don't know. know that? In the I would comments? really like to see a um, real life close up version of that, just yeah, like for I'm, my I'm own try- self. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what that says. Okay, so then we get right after Bear is bananas. So you know, bananas is like. I mean, this is this is crazy. I didn't think that Bear was going to do that well in the physical challenges, but he just dominated that shit. So I was pretty fucking proud of him for that. Uh, and you know, I always said like I was super hesitant in terms of how he would do and I'd be really sad if he lost. Could you I would have cried if he lost first. I would have actually cried. I mean, I knew somebody was coming back, but I still would have cried. Like that would have been it, sad. It wouldn't have been a very good return on investment for MTV. I'll tell you that much. That that would be <laughs> what $200,000 for one episode. <laughs> Oh, my God. That'd be sad. They'd be so sad. Poor Justin Booth. All right. So then CT got third for the vets. And then coming in third for the prospects, we have Theo. Theo Campbell. Love Island Theo Campbell. Absolutely killing it. Honestly, he was amazing this episode. Truly my MVP of the ep. Um, And, you know, he, again, this was the top three were the Brits for the boys. Like, that's just something to say right there. That They came here to play. And they basically fucked up all the Americans on this challenge that, you know, everybody seems so confident about. So here we go with a great start. Then we have Zach getting fourth for the uh, for the vets. We have Alan who got fourth for the prospects, but again he got really massively injured along the way, so we're not so sure on his future. Then we have Turbo who got fifth, and Leroy who got fifth, not so bad. Wes got sixth, which I thought was really interesting. How Wes and Kara both did pretty poorly on this. Well, we'll, we'll get to Kara. We'll get to Kara. Don't worry. Um, uh, Kara didn't do poorly. She did horribly. Uh, Johnny was right there with the comment about Wes right away. Like, hey, you know, talking about him. But honestly, I, it, I'm, I'm sure what uh, – I don't know. I don't know what it was. I don't. Maybe Wes just had the jitters being back, you know. Or maybe mm. he was just going slow and steady. Just like I'll be in the middle of the pack. I don't want to be too assumed. Wes, you know, he thinks out a lot of this stuff. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right, and then we have JP who's sixth. And then midway through all of this, Kyle throws out a really hilarious line that says, girls, don't be turned off by this. I'm still good in bed. And I just thought that that was so relevant because he's obviously not good in bed. I mean, look at him. Uh, and then you have Hunter who got seventh for the vets. You have Chase who got seventh for the vets. And, I mean, this was a pretty crazy final between Gus and Josh Martinez. Re- real quick about Hunter, though. Hunter was one of the guys whose balls rolled all the way down the dune. And you could, there was one shot of him where he was absolutely wiped. He had to go all the way down, pick that up, go all the way back up the dune. So the fact that he was able to beat people in this is impressive. Um, also, Greg, I yeah. see that comment. I see that Bobby Bonilla comment. I picked up on that, man. Great sports <laughs> reference. Back to you. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. All right. So then we have um, the Gus and Josh Martinez like showdown at the end. And I mean, listen. MTV, whatever, with their previews, people have been getting them shit for years, but it's true. Like, we already knew that Josh was going to be in the show because we've seen him so many times throughout all the previews. Yeah. So the yep. fact that they the fact that they showed all of that really ruined this moment for us because we had no idea that he was going to come back. We didn't know that Alan was going to go home. Um, I mean, it's not the most important thing to keep secret, but, you know, it just goes to show sort of like lack of responsibility when it comes to keeping spoilers away from us. Uh, so Gus got eighth and Josh Martinez went home, but we'll find out 
out later that he returns uh, because of Alon's injury. So then we have the girls' heat. I was I was kind of shocked with how a lot of these girls did. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, some of these girls really impressed me. Who do you think was the top female to just sort of run out the gate that you saw within those first moments, those scenes? Because a lot of them seemed crazy. It was like a big clusterfuck, honestly. Um, who, who was breaking? Somebody was, it was, um, I feel like I noticed Ashley really early on. I actually thought Ashley would finish at the top of this thing. Yeah, because, well, um, she had fallen. I was confused. She, like, tumbled yeah. down. Um, but D, D seemed oh, like she... Oh, yeah, she did. Right? D seemed like she really pulled through. Like, I could see what Wes saw in her because of that moment. So, I don't know. It was just crazy. Like, the visuals of this episode were insane. It was just, like, madness. I felt like I was watching a It was film. really beautifully shot. Like, I can only imagine what the budget is on, on just the, the filming and the editing right now because it, it looks like a movie. It's very impressive mm, yes very true um all right so we have Davon making one of my favorite first Davon comments of the season which is that she doesn't even do the stairmaster at the gym but she's gonna do this because <laughs> she's ghetto and she won't let anybody freaking stop her and get in her way honestly i am just so glad to see her back i was worried she wasn't gonna come back because of what she said on twitter so this was a, a very good surprise um so we have Davon who gets first for the vets that was pretty sick. And I was kind of surprised there because it's not like she's awesome. top competitor often, you know. I mean, we haven't seen her, like, kill anybody in performances um, that were this kind of physical type of challenge. So I was pretty she impressed. Was, she was hyped up. And I really appreciated that. And then we got our first sight of Ninja, Natalie Ninja, who got first for the prospects, which I thought was pretty awesome. She has a lot more personality than I was expecting. Yeah, I can see why they chose her. Mm. Um, somewhat annoying, but um i respect her so far as a competitor it's hard not to i mean it, it just feels like it feels like an unfair advantage as i said last week it's it's like an unfair advantage having her on the show she's like built for this yeah it's true i mean she's a parkour girl like this is her whole thing so you know i think yeah. she'll definitely do really well but i've watched tons of ninja warrior in the past like i used to follow it religiously so I know her from the show and you don't get as much of a taste for their personalities on Ninja Warrior. It's a lot more like family friendly kind of stuff. So the fact that we got to see her coming out of her shell, I thought was really nice, especially for anyone who watches Ninja Warrior often. Um, all right. So Liz, during this moment, we see her take a nasty fall, uh, which leads to her demise later. And then we have Cam, who got second place for the vets. Morgan getting second place for the prospects. Georgia getting third place for the prospects. I mean, I could not believe she had done that well. I was pretty freaking impressed with her. We have Nani getting third for the vets. Ashley getting fourth for the vets. Hold on, Shani. You're you're naming like a lot of names right now. I mean, that's true. That's it's the whole cast. Yeah. Sack. Wow. I, I I haven't heard Cara's name yet. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> the fuck up <laughs> all right so <laughs> i wasn't sure where you were going with that stupid ass comment okay so <laughs> we have ashley ashley got fourth okay. for the vets natalie got fifth for the vets julia got fourth for the prospects d came in fifth which was surprising to me because i thought d was going to do a little bit better but she maybe sort of stumbled on that puzzle amanda got sixth amanda, jenna got okay. <laughs> shut up. jenna got seventh for the vets and then cara bringing up the rear number eight Let's hear what you have to say. Car Maria, was that 13th place overall? 14th place <laughs> overall? 
I just want people to track this. I want people to track how their queen actually performs in these things. Not like the generalizations, not looking at like her coasting to a final because she's in a layup team and she gets eliminated by my boy Shady Shane and then production pretty much lets her back into the season. That's not impressive. Um, uh, Let's just keep track of this. Let's keep track of her flopping 13th place. I see you, Cara. All right, we'll we'll keep... (laughs) I'm sorry. It's Tina. Tina is so funny. I see all her comments. Listen, it's clear that there is an overwhelming majority uh, in support of myself on this show. And I'm okay with that because I like being in the majority. I find it more, you know, enjoyable. And Zach really likes being in the minority. I do. I do. Erlene's right. Cara can't blame Marie now. Who are you going to (laughs) blame? It's true, honestly. So we'll keep we'll keep a tab um, to soothe Zach's soul. We'll keep a tag tab of all of uh, Car's mistakes. If anybody else would like to keep a tab of all of Zach's mistakes, please feel free to do that. We are welcome to that kind of um, score sheet that we can keep going. So uh, let us know, Robert. Robert, I see you. She didn't kick <laughs> Shane's ass. Shane Shane booted her. Damn. <laughs> Zach was so excited his camera fell. That's how that's how passionate Car makes him. I mean, just think about that for a second, Zach. Car gets you so worked up that she's actually living in your head because you're so focused on her shit. The kids would say that she has me pressed. Um, but the really all would. I'm just you know, all I'm doing is I'm just trying to point out like I'm trying to bring sanity back to this show and it, it takes it takes someone, you know, it takes someone like me to do that. Well, this is the Saniac podcast, so it does make sense. All right, so let's continue this off. We have Maddie who comes in sixth. I know people were super excited for her, so that's kind of a disappointing start, but at least she got in. Then we have Shailene who comes in seventh, who's like the Canadian bachelorette or bachelor oh, girl. She, she, she was has... out first episode, apparently, according to Irving. She has um, not said a word on camera yet. She didn't get featured at all on the Meet the Meet episode or whatever you want to call it. She's wallpaper. <laughs> yeah, she seems a little bit boring. And I, it's it's true. Irving made a good point that she must have a sick agent uh, because she's on here. Like she was There's, out Bachelor Canada no 1 or something. Um, it makes no sense. All right. So then it came down to Zahida and Liz. And fuck, I was like nervous because if Zahida didn't make it into the house, I would have been so sad about that. Shani, let let me just tell you, like, I am officially riding for Zahida so hardcore. Um, I was telling people before this episode, I was like, yo, I'm so down Zahida. I said it last week. I'm in. I've never seen this, this girl before, but I'm in. She is a babe and she has personality. I like her accent. I'm going to follow her on Instagram. Yeah, Zahida's sick. I love her. Zahida's sick because she's she's going to be the type that you're going to love in the terms of like smoking a cigarette, going to perform. She's got all that sort of vibe for you. That's uh, my girl. <laughs> I'm actually in my office, guys, but I have this virtual background that I found right before we went live. So I was like, we have got to use this. I can actually change it up and do like a bunch of other things. Let's see if I can do it mid. Ooh. Jessica, oh. not happy that I am standing Zahida, but Woo, hey. I'm going through the forest. All right, we'll go in outer space. <laughs> okay, this so, is great for the podcast audience. They're going to love this. It really is, because now we're sort of talking in outer worldly terms uh, when it comes down to this kind of competition. So this really suits the environment. Um, okay, so Zahida then ends up winning and beats Liz. And I kind of knew this was going to happen based on um, 
what do we based on the cast list from last week? Uh, because yeah. we were sort of going over, you know, the fact that there was two pros, two more prospects, and um, the fact that we didn't know who Liz's partner was, and things like that. So I sort of had a feeling about that, um, and I was really freaking happy that Zahida won. And, and honestly, this was probably one of the funniest moments where you get to see Bear's humor uh, in. It's it's like you get to see Bear's humor in a perfect example like this is a perfect petri dish of who he is uh and he goes i'm gonna cry it's the goodbyes that kill me <laughs> and i that was, was dying because i mean awesome i don't know if people need to like start warming up to his kind of banter it's freaking hilarious but that's basically him just like laughing at everybody who's leaving and it was honestly hilarious um all right so then we have uh josh and liz like going home we figure out what happens later, so we'll let you guys know uh, about Josh's return. And then they head to, or TJ sends them to the bunker. Some very notable things happened here, uh, Shani. Obviously, you have the shot of everyone running to the bunker. Um, I know that Alan probably really appreciated that Theo was pacing the pack. Alan made it a point in his... Uh, and his review of the cast before the season to point out how Theo is a former track star. So you know that he was putting those track skills to use, running into the house, getting the first bedroom. Um, and then you had CT and Turbo bringing up the rear, walking in like a couple of old guys. Um, I got a kick out of that. Uh, that's That's been CT's move the last couple seasons he's been on. Have so you, does that, that not give you really throwbacks well. to that season where he's like, hello, ladies. And he's like oh, yeah. walking through the house super slowly, gets the master bedroom. That's my CT. That's that's I I want him back. Mm, definitely, he's kind. You know, I didn't realize how old they were until I looked it up recently. Um, because I was going through like a life crisis a couple nights ago, thinking about the fact that I've lived a third of my life and not done enough shit or helped the world enough. So I started looking up like at what point were people succeeding and at what point were people doing things and I started noticing age a lot more uh in just a way to compare myself in terms of like where the fuck do I line up on this age rank of having gotten shit done in my life compared to these people that I look up to and I, people that I watch all the time and uh, you know CT is old he's like hitting 40 is he older than 40 is he 41 what did I look up the other day but bananas okay. is also old he's 36 yeah, bananas isn't bananas is older than Shane. And also, people, I just want to let it be known that I'm not talking about Alan on the show. I'm talking about Alan, the virtual challenge pre player, and also the challenge writer on Medium. Mm -hmm. That's who I'm talking about. That's yeah. the Alan I'm referring to. I would have corrected his pronunciation, guys. Don't worry. Um, all right. So CT is actually 38. I mean, I just think it's really crazy how old these guys are, and they're still coming back on, and they're like performing. I, I just I think it's it's weird who gets made fun of for their age and who doesn't. Like I I think it's weird that people will call out Shane for his age, even though he's younger than Johnny and CT, as as we have established. I thought I thought it was weird last season when we would talk about Tori. Uh, there was a lot of talk about Tori last season and people would like rip on Tori for being old. And then we like established the fact that Tori's literally a year older than Nani. Um, mm. Nobody. And Tori's literally the same. I, I'm pretty sure Carr is older than Tori is. I think Carr is a year older than Tori is. So I think it's she just, is. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's weird. Like some people get ripped for their age and some people don't. And I, I don't understand that. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. I think it's just it's crazy because there's always like someone. Well, it's the same thing like how we were talking about with Paulie being a cheater. Everyone hates him. But then with someone like Bear, who openly said that he has somebody living at home and is like hooking up with Georgia, everybody loves. It's just kind of like different, you know, different people sort of get away with different things. And it kind of reminds me of what my dad was saying the other day to me, which is that like each kid has a bank account with their parents on like how much leeway they have and the better that child is sort of doing at you know like keeping themselves healthy and doing good in their life and like motivated the higher their bank account is of leeway for shit that they can get away with so it's like my little sister who just got all these massive interviews to Princeton and Yale and Harvard which by the way shout out to my little sister who's a boss ass biatch just the fact that she got all these interviews means that if she like wakes up on the fourth wake up you know my dad's gonna forgive her a little bit more because she's been working her ass off to do that kind of shit so it's kind of like um... the leeway of the audience you know Bear has more leeway than Polly does because he's fucked up so much. He hasn't give us enough to love. Real quick, Shawnee. Robert, I'm sorry to do this to you, but Shane Landrum is only 35 years old. Born July 2nd, 1983. Oh my God. Johnny Why did... do you know his birthday off the top of your head? That Listen, is gotta, so weird. I need to know I Bear's birthday. It. Hold Listen, on. I'm, I'm a Shaniac, but I Google Bear it. Bear's birthday. So well, Shane is 35. I believe Johnny is 36. Let me he double is. check that. Yeah. He is because I just looked that up the other day. I was so surprised at the fact that he's 36 yeah. years old. Jo- Johnny's Johnny's born June 1982. <laughs> so he's a, he's a year and a month older than, than Shane. I typed in banana's age and then I didn't realize like what that would bring up. And it's like the ethylene gases from the ripened fruit will hasten the ripening. And it's like this whole thing on bananas. Um, some notable ages. Derek is 35. Kenny is 36. Kendall's, Kendall's 38. She, she could definitely come back. Wow. Veronica and TJ are only a year apart. That's crazy. <laughs> Veronica and TJ are only a year apart? That's TJ's sh- 42 and Veronica's 41. That's Damn, wild. that's a shocking... Yeah, whoa. Yeah. I mean, but l- listen, like, you can't blame someone for thinking Shane's older than Bananas because, like, his he's just aged a little bit differently than Bananas. All I'm saying is, you know, just... Don't don't be don't be ripping people for their age unless you're going to be all inclusive about it. I mean, Shane was on the show at a, at a young age, and Johnny was on his real world season at an older age. Uh oh, I think we lost ourselves to Calhoun. I lost you, Calhoun. It was a good moment there I'm for back. a second. I think Tina is probably going to be really happy when she sees that go live. <laughs> she can be like, "Finally, we got rid of him." <laughs> I got some weird FaceTime call. <laughs> Wow. From from people? You have friends? All right. So let's go back into this episode. We get to... I th- I th- honestly, I, honestly, I think it was from Iman. <laughs> That's hilarious. I think I forgot that we were recapping the show for half a second. All right. So back to the bunker. We enter the bunker. We got CT. They get their rooms. Da-da-da-da-da. And then here is, I think, a point that you are definitely going to want to speak on, which is Kara going all over the house, pointing at all examples of locations where her and Polly can bangalang. Um, it was literally the worst. Like if anybody else would have done that, people would have been like, oh my God, you're so annoying. It was the worst. What do you mean if anybody else would have done that? People hate Kara too. You act like she has no haters. Um, I, she has haters because I started the movement. Okay. I turned people's, uh, I turned people's minds onto the fact that she actually kind of sucks. I mean, I think, a, I, well, I don't think that's true because I used to hate Kara. I mean, not hate, just strongly dislike Kara. 
do do you see the do you see the smile on my face when I say these things? Because I can feel her Stan army just out there, just just with the pitchforks. They're ready. They're ready to come after me. Oh God! You wish jellyfish. <laughs> that wow, was that really really, funny for some really worked out perfectly. I didn't put that on for any particular reason, but. You know, that is something that we should all be saying to Zach quite often. Uh, okay, so we get a lot of um, commenting and, like, things in the bunker, sort of, like, who's happening. And one of my favorite comments, this from Kyle, at least, you know, he does pop out some good shit from time to time. So this was a funny one. He goes, they've morphed into one person in terms of Kara and Polly, and he calls them Para. And this just throws me back to like Kenny Maria vibes. Yeah. And I was dying. Honestly, we need to get a photo of that Para. I need to I need to replay this episode so I can get a photo of that fucking Para because that was hilarious. It was like a really creepy looking face mash. Um, I enjoyed it. Also, oh Rhonda, I see you out there. I met Rhonda in New York. Did I tell you that? That was like two VR legends coming together. I love Tina. She's the best part of this comment section right now because she just loves me so much more than you. (laughs) (laughs) She's just trying to suck up to you. Honestly, listen, I'm a longtime hater of Zach Calhoun. So if people are as well longtime haters of Zach Calhoun, then I think that we are actual lovers um, together. Speak your mind. Yeah, speak your mind, people. Tell me what you got to say. This is good. This is good stuff. Like me and Zach have a great working relationship, but on a personal note, it's just kind of a different story. Yeah, yeah. It's just despicable. All right, so then we have Cam and Devon doing some strategy discussion, and I was living for the moment, honestly. Oh, yeah. It, it's like they were talking all the same shit that I would be speaking if I was on that show right now. They got to team up with the fucking Brits, join this massive alliance that's already super tight. I mean, why not? So often you have these vets who want to fight this kind of stuff, and it's stupid. Like, join them. Well, like, you can see who wants it more. Like some people were just randomly picking out prospects. Um, Cam and, and Devon, they were like doing like scouting. They they were a step ahead of the game. They mm. were like, this is exactly who we need to be with. And it worked out for them. Yeah, they're just super savvy. You know, they're really sharp. And I love that about both of them. And they don't really, they, they, they think for themselves, you know, they don't really get influenced too much by a lot of the external opinions, which I think is a great thing to have a sort of strong head on your shoulders in a place where there's influences all over. Um, yeah. Shout out to the rest of the comment section as well. I mean, Rhonda, Jessica, everybody. I love you guys. Erlene, I know that you're here for Zach, but I still love you too. Uh, <laughs> Travis, who else do we got here? We have Robert, Greg, Tra- Michael. Travis, I would lo- I would love to see that. I think everybody here would love to see Davon and Bear win this thing. That would be fantastic. Chris asking since when is Davon a thug? She's been a thug for a long time. That girl is a badass bitch. I mean, honestly, she's insane. So I'm really pleased with her sort of teaming up with Cam this season, trying to work things out. Um, all right, then we get into some of the hookups that we saw in the previews. So starting us off, we have Nani and Chase. This is an interesting and very expected one. I mean, I have thoughts on this. So, okay, we get Nani flirting with Chase. By the way, it's great to see Nani back doing what she does, you know, making her way through the house, making some connections. She's doing Nani stuff. Um, and then she goes and does the bananas thing. And Chase got all offended by this. And it's like, mm. bro, aren't you on the bachelorette? Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not like a longtime watcher of those shows, but don't 
don't doesn't like the bachelor or the bachelorette hook up with multiple people like almost I every literally episode? was thinking that i was like how do you don't have enough practice for this and also how can you be that possessive after five seconds is that not such a strange thing yeah like you you're already like we were already talking last week saying the chase was kind of wallpaper and then he goes and does this and it's you're not currying many fans at the moment mm. um like mm. he's a tall like like muscular good looking guy if if nani is is fucking you over then you just have to move on to someone else you got to fight fire with fire i was very surprised at his reaction i thought he had a little more game than that me too is yeah it was poor game i'll give him that like you can't you can't act like you care that much from the first second what are you crazy that's the way that you shun people out so fast and lj i totally agree chase was acting like a little baby i mean honestly you know, that was that was weak. That was weak stuff right there. So then we have uh, Morgan and Bananas, who are like little chatty Cathy's up in the corner. And it seems like they're probably going to have their little thing at some point. And then. OK, I, I here's, <laughs> right, here's what one. I think. Here's what I think about this. I said earlier that Johnny was making uh, some tactical errors. And this is just a sign to me that Johnny is not on his game. Because if this, like in previous seasons, when Johnny was on the ball and he was like the challenge god winning all these seasons, Johnny would have been what Cam and Devon were. He would have been saying, okay, here's the strong alliance in the house. We have, you know, we have to try and work it like that. Mm. Instead, Johnny is thinking almost entirely with his very small penis. Um, And he's like, oh, yeah, I want to be partners with Morgan. I'll hook up with her. You know, she did all right. But really, like if you measure up Morgan against some of these other girls in the house, she can't compare. So Johnny almost from the start hitched his wagon to an inferior competitor who has almost no alliance ties in the house. Wait, wait, wait. Well, okay. I I agree with in terms of the alliance ties, but she's actually got quite a few big brother people in the house. But I think you have to like it's hard to see on the camera, but Morgan is actually in an incredible shape. So physically and she did really well on this first challenge. So in terms of just the first showing that they've seen that, you know, the vets have seen Morgan did pretty well. You know, and it's it's you have to sort of look at it in that way. Like she is really pretty and all of that stuff, but she actually looks like a pretty decent competitor. And in terms of what I have seen from her on like Instagram, things like that, she's she's just, you know, she's good. She could be and has a lot of potential to be good. I am not a big brother watcher, as we establish every week on here. My only exposure to Morgan (laughs) is one more time. (laughs) My only exposure to Morgan is the current season of X on the Beach, which I watched for scouting purposes, since I'm so dedicated to this, guys. Mm. Um, And it seems to me like Johnny is, you know, just thinking hookup first. And then thinking he can carry the rest. He can carry them through the rest with his own skills and reputation. But I think they're going to run into a lot of trouble. Yeah, I think apart from a few of the prospects and honestly, a few of the vets, like the competition is insane. So I do think that it's not necessarily going to come down to like these competitors are insane. All of them. I mean, if you look at the guy lineup and the girl lineup, there's some sick ass athletes in there. But I just think that there's it's sort of unpredictable. They don't really, really know you know, how well they're going to do. And all they saw was this first challenge. So I do think that based on that, you would have to give Morgan a pretty high showing. Um, Okay. He could have been thinking about this dick though. And he probably was. Honestly, he's probably just over winning and he's just like there to get more followers so you can continue making tons of money on Instagram. um, And sometimes in, in, you know, the, in, in the world of athletics, 
you hit a certain age, you hit a wall, your performance starts to decline. Maybe Johnny's just not in the game as much as he is anymore. You know, he won his last challenge championship when he was 34, I think. Now he's 36, as we've already established, and he's older than Shane, and he's just sliding down that hill. <laughs> he still looks so good, though, for 36. I'm really impressed with his, like, healthcare regime. All right, so let's go into one of the funniest moments in terms of, like, footage juxtaposed next to each other, which was Hunter discussing his, like, horror story to Georgia, and then... You know, we see Ashley discussing her like glory story to Turbo. And it was just so funny how they're both talking about it. Hunter looks like a depressed monkey, like sad and crying. And then you have Ashley, who's like a elated manic monkey, who's like all energized and laughing about the whole thing. And I just think that this they're going to milk that storyline a lot this season. They're going to try and get a lot of sort of you know, reminiscing of this horrible rivalry that happened and really push for it. But I do they're, think that they're there's... gonna they're gonna try and squeeze as much out of it as they can. But I think like you and I said last week, I'm really not expecting Ashley to be around long. And now she's with Chase and Chase might already have an enemy and Nani. I think everything's stacking up against them, honestly. Mm, mm, yes. Who is Robert talking to? Like I love your enthusiasm and how you enthusiasm and how you think you're always right, but it's really okay to be wrong sometimes. Oh, is he's, that to he's you? pissed at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. Because <laughs> I was like, he, I can admit my faults. He 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 likes Kara and he doesn't like Shane. So I'm like getting the double whammy right now. I really want Jacob to join this. Like, you know, Jacob, that guy that wishes death upon everyone because he's like my favorite hater on all of these groups. He's so consistently negative. I love consistency. I'm a big fan of it. Have you seen? He's dragged me a couple times. Um, so <laughs> we, we 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 should invite him on here. I would love. We really that. should. I'd love to hear what he has to say. Just like, you guys should all die. Okay, so then we have um, Leroy and Cam. Now I really didn't know what happened with them. They didn't share a lot of this story because unlike some of the other. I guess, immature um, little children that are on these shows, they don't blast their relationship drama to the entire world 24-7. So none of us really heard too much about this. And, you know, it's kind of sad that they had that falling out over one little fight. I have a feeling it was probably a really stupid fight. We get a little bit of foreshadowing with Theo moving in on Cam. We've seen some previews. I think they're just giving us a little sizzle on this story, some foreshadow, and that's going to build up later. Sound I'm there. <laughs> yeah, I'm very uh, excited to see that play out. We're going to have a little love triangle going on. Ashley didn't bring her lucky weave. <laughs> that thing was so long. It was oh. very long. It was very long. Irving, Cam deserves better than Leroy. I think Leroy is such a wonderful human being. You know, I love Leroy, but... I got to say, he's kind of slipping too. You know, he's not the same Leroy he used to be. Uh, I, I'm going to side with Irving here. Leroy's on the decline. I will say this, though. I would much prefer a Theo versus a Leroy just because I like Theo's humor more. But Leroy's a really nice guy. And I'm going to stand by that. And I think he's a great person. All right. So unless some shit goes down later in this season that changes my mind, in which case I take it all back. All right. So then we have um, Nani and Chase again. We sort of see that whole crybaby Chase situation. Yeah, we, and then we have probably everyone's favorite moment of the episode which is theo calling ashley eminem's mom <laughs> let's break this down let's really break this down people um That's so good <laughs> it was first of all it was an incredible moment because theo 
just barely knowing Ashley knows that if anyone's going to react to that shit, it's going to be Ashley. Um, but now I really just want to break down the logistics of what Theo said. Okay, see if you guys can follow along with me on this. Theo said that Ashley looked like the mother from, like Eminem's mom from Eight Mile. Which is true, now, by the way. And I, I see what he's saying, and we definitely need to get that out there on social media. But if I'm Ashley, and I'm in that situation, and that's what he says to me, instead of reacting the way that everyone expects you to react, you really got to think about this. The first thing that came to my mind when he said that was, okay, for those who know and realize the uh, Eminem's mom in Eight Mile was played by Kim fucking Basinger. Mm-hmm. Kim Basinger is one of the most gorgeous women of all time. I know we got some youngsters and some noobs in the audience tonight. Google that shit. Kim Basinger from 1985 to when Eight Mile came out in 2004 ish. It's a fucking babe all time, man. Tentpole babe. <laughs> so if I'm Ashley, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm Kim Basinger. I'll own that shit. Yeah, I was thinking that as well. Plus, I think she just like, like, Ashley's so sensitive. You know, it really made, I I was like a decent fan of Ashley and Amanda, and I still probably am. Like, I'm not going to say that I hate them or anything, but holy shit, like, grow a humor, grow a sense of humor, honestly, because the fact that you can't laugh about anything, like everything has to be the end of this world. Like you could see her makeup separating and seizing on her face. She was that angry. It's like when your foundation starts breaking up in case people are wondering what I'm talking about. And then you see all the pores underneath. That's what happened to Ashley. That's how mad she was. And I just don't get it. Like, why can't you laugh a little? It's just, it's sad. Also, I totally agree, Jessica. When she, when he made the 8 Mile reference, I was dying. And I was, I was just thinking about how much shit Joss got for his 8 Mile reference. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ashley did drop one great line in that, though, when she was saying that, like, she'll pick Theo and just lose on purpose so that he I'm has to rich, go home. And, and then she says, because, bitch, I'm rich. <laughs> and she's a fucking millionaire. She's right. I honestly love that. What was it? I'm rich, bitch. Especially in yeah, her well, voice. Yes, yes. She reversed. So she bitch, did. Bitch, I'm that's, rich. <laughs> yeah, she did the reverse Chappelle show. Yeah, she was like, because, bitch, I'm rich. It's a little different. <laughs> it was so funny. Uh, and um, not too far off. Yeah, I mean, definitely she is quite. Yeah, I would agree with that, Jessica, as well. She's a little bit um, on the trashier side, but I, I don't know her as a person, and I do think that she would be a fun time to some extent, but she needs to lighten the fuck up, like lighten up, literally. All right, so then we have, oh, then we have Ashley making a comment sort of after this whole thing goes down, and she goes, I'm not lucky, I'm good. Hmm. Like, that's just not okay. You have to have some sort of self awareness because it's okay to be lucky and to have won a few times with a little bit of luck involved. But to like it, say that it was all pure skill is just honestly outrageous. Those finals that you won were a lot easier. And, you know, that you just, you kind of got a lot of luck involved in terms of the wins that you had. And you can't say that you didn't. The fact that Hunter's eating didn't count in terms of his points for him making the decision, luck. The fact that, you know, she ended up having a friend like Amanda who didn't go into the elimination for her luck. Like all of this shit was luck. The fact that that elimination, that final was so quick and easy. That's luck. You know, Sylvia and Joss would have smoked her in anything else. You can't fully discredit a win like that, but you have to understand that like she was very fortuitous in her wins. Like think about what the way that she got to the final in Invasion. You remember that was the three-way matchup between (laughs) Ashley, Amanda, and Nicole. And Ashley just completely lucked out in that elimination 
by the way the momentum went and she she got first place in that easily and then it went down then it went down to nicole versus amanda exactly and you know amanda's been put in that situation a lot where it's kind of like her and ashley and ashley ends up taking it so it's just like i don't know it's just the whole thing is kind of stupid i think that you should be able to recognize the fact that there was some luck involved in your wins and you know it's not like we're discrediting them completely but at least be fucking realistic like at least you know at least be honest with what's happening here because you pretending like those were the baddest best wins in all of challenge history is so beyond false you're talking to a bunch of people who are massive fans of this show who have seen all the fucking wins from the rivals finals to the exes finals and know that you would have zero chance up against a lot of those people i mean could you imagine i want to speak on what what travis said you know bringing up people that have won more challenges than ashley uh ev and veronica you know a lot of people will try and hate on veronica and 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 the way that that she won her um her seasons but i also want to point out veronica once beat jody straight up in elimination and jody is top five all time veronica's got a, a solo 1v1 elimination went over her and i will remind people until the day i die that ashley has lost to nate and christina in an elimination before so that's real (laughs) that shit's out there people that's a funny one i I mean i don't know who i guess some people discredit veronica's wins i really wouldn't because she fucking fucking paved the way she literally paved the way and she was a badass bitch back then i mean she really competed you look at some of those finals that they did what was that final i think it was one of the infernos where it was like her rachel tina yeah that's that's inferno too yeah so that was a killer final and you see right there just why rachel and veronica were such great athletes and competitors because they were the ones you know they set the tone they were running well you can see the evolution of the game veronica's first season first two well not her first season of the challenge but like the first main like elimination style season of the challenge that she was on she got screwed by politics she got screwed by emily bailey Mm-hmm. And she learned from that. And then she redefined like social game on the challenge. So you, you can't discredit her social and uh, political skills. Yeah. It's it's funny you mentioned that because um, I remember watching like her first elimination and she was like, this game is so ugly and things like that. And, you know, you fast forward to Veronica basically being like this ruthless competitor on the shows later and you, you, the evolution there was great and you know you see that happen all the time i mean v was a real competitor and to comment on greg's um to comment on greg's comment which says that you know he's fully discrediting her wins i actually would agree with that on the last one because i wouldn't necessarily say so on invasions but on final reckoning i mean you guys all know my conspiracy theory that there's no way they won and that joss and sylvia actually won that and they just sort of like fucked up the numbers that way Ashley would win because they wanted a crazy finale and they wanted someone to steal and they knew they wouldn't. So I'm with you on that, Greg. And I actually will agree to that. I'm still not convinced that they really won. I mean, I've been on record every final for like rivals three was pretty much the last good final on a full season. Mm. Invasion sucked. Dirty 30 sucked. Uh, Vendettas and final reckoning were all very poor finals in my opinion. Champs vs. Stars 3 was a better final than all of them. Yeah, that was a pretty fun final. I remember watching Bloodlines and thinking nothing could be worse than this final. And then, like, so many more finals were worse than that final afterwards that it just, yeah. it that almost became a good final when you compare that final, them. Yeah, that, that final looks good in comparison. <laughs> it really sure. does. And back then, that was a shitty-ass final. Um, okay, so... 
then afterwards we get a little bit more touch of Theo towards the end of this interaction with Ashley where he goes you know hands up I'm sorry I thought it was a compliment and like he's just being so funny I mean he is being sarcastic about the whole thing he's hilarious and we finally get to see some actual opponents against Ashley and Amanda that are coming in these recent seasons because before we've had Kara who just cries in a corner when she's fighting with them so now we have people who are actually just going to laugh at this girl's face and I am all for it very excited about the whole thing okay team picks now we had uh sort of like inclinations last time on how picks were going to go down I think we did think we thought right that the prospects were going to pick the vets Yes, that's what we came up with. Yeah, so we, I was not surprised about this. Uh, TJ comes out, they all come out, blah, blah, blah. And before we get to the actual team choosings, uh, we hear that Alon can't continue. And, you know, because of his arm, that injury he had, I think it was an index finger. It looked really fucked up, honestly. Like when you saw the shot of his finger, it was quite sliced up. Um, I'm going to put my conspiracy hat on here, Shani. Um I would say, in my opinion, that production had a vested interest in Josh and having him on the show uh, due to him being a recent Big Brother winner, due to him being a controversial character. He probably has a far more uh, large social media presence than someone like Alon, who is a completely random person to have on the season. So I'm going to just go out there and say that maybe his injury wasn't as bad as they edited in saying that he had a broken arm or a broken hand or whatever they said. And they found a way to get Josh back on the show. That's my theory. I like this theory. I mean, I'm a big fan of conspiracy theories in general, so let's run with this. I think Alon actually only had a very minor paper cut and Mm -hmm. got sent to the doctor. They said that it was broken. And then Buyakasha, and we got Josh, Mr. Cry back. So That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing right there. I mean, if you didn't get to see him cry properly, Zach, you'd be really sad. He's just like a beautiful crier. It's like all emotion, passion, and almost like confusion he never even knows what he's crying about really it's very i'm ready for it yeah i'm ready for it he's an exciting time especially considering he's gonna be with amanda that'll be thrilling all right so then we get the picks let's go through them uh we have natalie ninja first up to pick because it was by order of who won from the prospects and she picks polly this is so confusing to me like how that's a good duo I mean, I have several issues as, you know, as a person who's grown up playing fantasy sports and mock drafts and all that really nerdy sports stuff. Uh, I have a lot of issues with the drafting process here. Uh, I don't think people really thought through these picks all the way, but like, for example, you, you get up there, you have every single player on the board that you can pick from. You've got Johnny, you've got CT, you've got Zach, you've got Wes, and you pick Pauly. And it's just weird to me. I'm sure it'll work out for him. Like, he's in shape. He's good. But uh, it was just strange. I think they'll be a great match. But I think I need to address some of these comments here, which is the fact that people are saying Kara went in and attacked them in the room to Amanda and Ashley. She was a good opponent against them. She didn't cry in a corner last season. That was only before. Blah, 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 blah. And what I mean by that is the fact that when Kara defends herself, it is always with a sort of undertone of self-pity and victimization and that there's always going to be this sort of like why 
just that's the way it goes with her and that's the way that she defends herself and it's not a good or a bad thing that's just the way it is and I think what Ashley and Amanda need is someone who is not going to give a shit what Ashley and Amanda say about her who's not going to even remotely go down the route of being like oh Theo Bear all of them Georgia they couldn't care less they're laughing flat out in her face they're not trying to defend themselves they're not trying to attack her they're going about it in the best way possible which is not even giving in to her negativity and just like keeping it all jokes and keeping it all, you know, fun sort of shit talking shade as opposed to like the sort of down mentality, this this sad vibe to it all. You know, when it was with Kara against them, it was like really down. It was really depressing. It was like Marie coming in and defending her and da da da. I mean, you look at that dynamic before with Theo and Bear, and they're just sitting there fucking laughing their heads off, drunk off their face, thinking this girl is psycho because she cares so much that somebody called her Eminem's mom, who's actually like a hot ass actress in real life. You know, I mean, that's that's the kind of energy that they need in order to shut the fuck up. Because if you give in to them and you actually make it seem like you care and it makes you sad, which is what Cara does, okay not her fault it's just kind of part of who she is then that's gonna just it's like feeding the bears you're just feeding them momentum you know and you have bear and theo they're not feeding ashley and amanda shit they're just stopping them they're like building the wall that trump wanted to build except instead it's going right in front of ashley's face and she can't get over to make somebody feel like shit because they can't feel like shit from her and that's something that i think it wor- is worthy of an opponent to ashley and amanda i mean you even look at camilla right she wasn't even that good of an opponent to them because her shit was also very like emotional and blah blah and her insults were so stupid and it was like oh i'm gonna slap my ass and i'm gonna like be a monkey in front of you like <laughs> useless shit at least now we have people that are throwing comedic insults back at her face and I love it. I love it. Finally, she's not the loudest one, and she can shut the fuck up. That's a hard sell for the uh, for the Brits and the foreign castmates here, Shani. I love it. I'm in. I love them you so got, much. They make me you so got happy. Me for them. <laughs> I hope my girl Zahida's got a couple things to say to him. Oh, Zahida can get loud. Let me tell you, she could get loud. They, I'm they... gonna have to do like some full Zahida scouting. I'm gonna have to watch some of her uh, her her highlight reel on uh, on YouTube. Yeah, they do land their punches, Greg. That's exactly true. You know, they they actually give her a run for her money. All right, so back to picks. We have Ashley C., who's up next, and he picks Cam, which I thought was a fantastic choice. Oh, yeah. That's, oh. Like, that's that's a great pick right there. I mean, that's that's, that's, that's a great duo. Pick. That's a great fucking duo. And he gets it. They He sees how smart she is, you know? He's got that. And then we have Morgan who picks bananas, which obviously we have opinions on that. But it seems like it seems like uh, Morgan was apparently a fan of bananas before. So this is like a fangirl moment like Polly and Cara. All I'm going to say is if Morgan and bananas don't perform like well this season, you sealed your own fate, Johnny. Remember this. Whoa, what was my fate? What did I seal? I'm not sealing shit. I haven't sold anything. I said Johnny, not Shawnee. But if you want to be attached to them, you can be. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Johnny, Johnny. Listen, it's confusing. It's very similar. <laughs> All right. So then we have Bear and Devon, which was, you know, a really exciting one. I know that the rook, the vets were all like interviewing them the nights before. So I think a lot of the vets planted seeds on who the prospects should pick. Yeah, that clearly like played into it, mm. which is what led to some curious picks with like arguably stronger people on the board. 
Yeah, exactly. So I'm happy that Bear followed through on that because I just have a feeling this loud, loud duo of Bear and Devon is just going to throw us nonstop one-liners in those freaking diary rooms. Just like, we can't even catch them fast enough. That's how quick they're going to be. Oh, I'm so happy that they're a team. That is like team content right there. That is instant content every week. Let's see. Jessica has a question. Shawnee, I wanted to ask, do you think Ash knew about Cam and Kaylee's past teammateness because they used to be exes? Um, he probably did. It's possible Kaylee had told Ash about, you know, how good they were. But, you know, I mean, honestly, a lot of those people in the British reality TV world that do ex on the beach are basically exes with fucking everyone. Like they've hooked up with all of them. So it's not that crazy if like they're exes. And I don't think it would play into any sort of thing there but it's possible like ash and kaylee still talk and then kaylee told ash you know cam is like a beast and you know all of this stuff um all right so then we have georgia who picks hunter and she makes kind of like a shady comment which i really loved which is i think this boy has a massive heart and it's about time he went home with some money well it's definitely easy to be sympathetic towards Hunter after what happened last season, uh, especially when you consider all number of factors that production almost assuredly intervened in that final to create that moment. Um, just overall got screwed. So, okay. I'm okay with that. All right. And then we have Theo, who makes an epic speech at this point. I was living for this moment. I know you probably hated it, but come on. It was fucking hilarious. Towards Ashley, that is hilarious. Basically, Theo goes, you know, I know people are going to be surprised about this, but I like to, you know, attach my, my, what did he say? Attach my horse to winning or attach my carriage to winning horse um and basically insinuating the whole time that he's about to pick ashley because it's like this crazy pick and then chooses to pick Kara, slamming ashley right in the face and giving Kara like a whole lot of false self-confidence just pumped right into her which i just loved because it makes you mad i have uh two major issues here um my first issue is that like i mean i'm picking jenna and Ashley over Cara all day, in particular because of the size. I would have picked Jenna over all three of them. Uh, I don't think Theo really thought that one out. I think him and Jenna would have made a great team. Uh, Secondly, Theo denied us of what would, without a doubt, be the most entertaining train wreck of a team of all time uh, if Cara and Josh would have ended up together. Um, So I'm I'm pretty upset that we got denied of that. Like, Can you imagine if Cara and Josh were on the same team? That would have been so funny. But I really and, think Amanda and Josh are going to be hilarious together. They will be. They will be. But just just imagine Kara and Josh flopping week after week. Kara being furious, like taking all her anger out on Josh for holding her back and blaming her partner. Josh crying and freaking out. It, that would have been all time. I think they would have cried a whole lot together. There would have been a lot of tissues yeah. going through that house. <laughs> like that that team would have been production gold yeah but i do agree with Arlene. like i actually prefer josh and amanda just because i know josh and i think that they're they're really like weirdly similar i think josh is just more sensitive than amanda so i think it's gonna be a funny duo and i think amanda's gonna shut him down so often i'm gonna be excited for that i'm surprised though that jenna wasn't picked earlier that's for sure um yeah that's okay. weird so then we have uh julia who picks ct which I mean, if I was doing the challenge, obviously my ideal partner, CT, would be up there. But I think I would be so stressed out 
to not do well next to CT. That'd be a hard pick for me to choose. Like, that's a difficult one. Yeah, we could have a repeat of like a CT Veronica situation if this uh, Nolan twin. I, I I don't know which. I don't remember which Nolan twin. If if she's not able to, you know, live up to CT's standards, it could be an issue. Yeah, I I also agree with the whole audience section about Kara over Ashley because I'd much rather work with or I would much rather work with Kara because she's much more influenceable. Like you can manipulate Kara a lot easier than you can Ashley. Um, and Ashley would also just be annoying to have to speak to all the time. Uh, I mean, Kara would be annoying also, but I'm just thinking like in terms of strategy, Ashley throughout the years has been so set on playing her way, her and Amanda's way. You know, this is like how they do it. And they're like, they have all these enemies and everything is so rigid for them. Whereas I think Kara is a lot more flexible with whoever she's partnered with. I could think of a whole number of, past eliminations and challenge history where I would take Ashley to beat Kara straight up all day. Um, I've mentioned this before, but I, like Kara, there's a couple eliminations that she's really good at. Um, and that's pretty much what she trains for. But I think there's also a lot where she's susceptible. I think Ashley would beat her. Mm. Well, I, I mean, to be honest, out of all of those, I would have picked Amanda for sure. Like of the ones that were left, Amanda would have been my top choice easily. I, like I have no yeah, idea was- how... I, I honestly just have no idea how Amanda was chosen so less because she's she's actually a solid competitor. And I would think I'd be able to work with her a lot better than I'd be able to work with Ashley. Because Amanda well, kind of like, speaks my language almost in a weird I way. I think all the um, like like the, the foreign rookies heard, you know, everyone like raz- like like hazing Amanda and saying stuff to her. Um, and they were probably like, oh, this this chick's a goner. Like like mm. she's a dead dead woman walking. Like no no way we're picking her. And that's probably what en- what made her end up as the last pick. I was thinking that. I was thinking about what you said in the last one, which is the fact that they're like obviously such high targets now. Um, yeah, it does yeah, make her, sense. Her and, yeah, her and Ashley are like people are going to be gunning for them all out, and they didn't exactly end up with the best partners either so Mm -hmm. and you know this is how you can kind of see and separate the people that have a lot of potential to win the game and those that will perpetually lose the game because you can look at the kind of strategy difference from let's say Davon and Cam who want to join up and team up and be partners with a fucking killer ass close alliance versus someone like Amanda and Zach and Ashley who were so stubborn last season that they couldn't put their differences aside and enjoy all the perks of having both sides working with them you know and so it just really reminds me a lot of the virtual season where Ali and Mo like couldn't get their shit together so they were like (laughs) they they literally fought so much that they lost the whole thing whereas if they just went under the radar didn't win any challenges or have to make decisions they could have just been carried to the end you know so it's the kind of same kind of thing and <laughs> there's i mean like, there's like uh three people watching right now who really really appreciate that reference yeah that's sorry great. for the others who don't but that's that's a virtual challenge world little analogy right there and it's true though i mean look at that look at that difference cam and davon they want to play the system they want to actually win they're not there to just like be right and they're not there to you know only work with people that they super love and super like you know Davon is smart enough she wanted Bear as her partner Bear's annoying as fuck on first impression he's loud he's obnoxious but she saw something in that she saw potential she saw you know what this is an angle I can play because this guy has fucking friends and he's a decent competitor and I'm just as loud as he is so I can work with that and so you know Zach and Amanda on the other hand and Jenna, like, they don't even want to work with people with accents because they're scared of not understanding them. 
I mean, this is what we're dealing with. Yeah, I, I, I think that, I think it's a, it's a shame that people drag Amanda the way they do because she is like a very like useful partner to have in, in, in my opinion. And I feel that she has performed when given the opportunity I do so. I fully agree with that. I think I think the right person handling Amanda could do really well. But the fact that there was two equally stupidly stubborn people within Zach and Amanda partnered together in regards to this whole thing, it really made things fall apart. Whereas if she had somebody who is like a little bit you know, able to sort of manipulate her a little bit and work with her in a way, you know, you give them a cookie and you take the fucking cake. Like Zach wasn't giving her jack shit. There was no cookies going to Amanda. And I think that was a big problem. None of them had that sort of good working relationship. So, you know, it's kind of sad and there's a lot more potential there. Amanda is smoking hot and I will stand by that forever. I think she's absolutely gorgeous. People like say she's ugly just because they don't like her. But that's bullshit. Someone's physical appearance has nothing to do with whether or not you like them or not. She is objectively stunning. All right. I think um, Amanda and CT would make an awesome team. Ooh, I think so too. That'd be a good partner for her. Oh, yeah. I could see that. I think CT would appreciate her feistiness. Yeah, I could definitely see that. That would be kind of a cool duo too. Yeah, okay. I don't know what format they would line up in, but yeah, yeah it's something to think about. You know, we could come up with some ideas. Okay, so then we have Turbo, who picks Nani, which I think is going to be a fantastic team. I think they'll work the, excellent together. The, this is what I'm saying. Like, that's a, that's a fucking value pick. Turbo, in the middle of the draft, gets fucking Nani, and you look at some of the people that got picked before that, and it's like, yo... That's an awesome partner to have. You have Nani. She's coming back. She's hungry. Mm. She's probably the like the most politically well-off player in the house right now of the vets. Mm. Um, you know, she's she's wanting that win. That's a great fucking pick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Nani's going to be – and she also looks like she's in better shape than she's ever been. She looks, like, really strong. She looks put together. She looks like she's been working out for this season. She came back ready to go. <laughs> Tina, there is for sure a difference between someone's hot and I can't be attracted to you. What I'm referencing is all the people out there that will go online and call someone buttfuck ugly just because they don't like them or their character on TV when, I'm sorry, but categorically they're super hot. Like, you don't need to lie about yeah. someone's physical appearance just because you dislike them. You could give a thousand other reasons to that person and a thousand other insults to that person that are negative other than their physical appearance. It's a stupid-ass low blow, and I really dislike it. That's actually, like, the reverse of one of my main issues uh with Kara is like Kara you're a beautiful woman and I'm pretty sure you've been modeling since you were like 18 19 years old but you're gonna run this whole rap out there that you were like some weirdo outcast it's like no you were you've been a fucking dime piece for you know well over a decade now don't give me that don't give me that line yeah but you could be hot and be a weirdo outcast I'm not buying it. She ain't a weirdo. <laughs> it's because Zach has firsthand experience for being a weirdo outcast. So he just doesn't like when people try and act like they're also weirdo outcasts because he feels like they're like invading his turf. I get it, you Zach. You weren't in my club, Cara. Yeah, you weren't one of get us. It. I was weird to some extent, but I was always quite friend like liked, I guess. But I also always had some people who really hated me, like just a few. Gotta have your haters. I got a lot of them. Yeah, I like to just rack up a couple, just like quality haters, ones who will yeah. really give me some good bits, you know? 
Okay, so then <laughs> did Zach just say something nice to Kara? Yes, he did. Um, I'm not. I'm not biased. Addressing Michelle's comment, which is, you know, the way that Turbo described what he would do for Nani as a partner, I think it was beautiful. It was like a poem. I thought I was listening to a poem when he was talking about what he would do for Nani. I, I mean, it was so nice. And you know what? Like, that is going to be such an interesting dynamic of a team because Nani's someone who's not ignorant, like it seems like Jenna is, in regards to these new people on the show. And she also seems like someone who's going to be able to work with, you know, virtually any of the guys, but more so someone with lots of brute strength, because I think that her specialty is going to be guiding Turbo, who seems like he's sort of quiet under the radar type, with her immense social game. So she has like this backing of a beast. And then her for the politics. Nani has no enemies out there right now. The only possible enemy would be Chase. Chase has zero clout in the game. Nani hasn't like played enough lately to have any issues with Amanda or with Ashley. So she wouldn't even be targeted by them. And she would also have enough allies to pretty much target whoever she wants. Nani is in perfect position right now. Mm Mm-hmm. She definitely is. And she'll maximize it a lot better than Amanda and Zach did last season. Um, Mm -hmm. All right. So I agree. You can be weird and hot. I would say that that's me in a nutshell. I love being weird. I think everybody should embrace (laughs) their lack of normalcy because if you're just thinking the way everybody else is thinking, that's lame. Also, me and Tina did have a big fight and it was a very exciting fight. And I truly love dramatic and theatrical fights and they make me very exciting and they make me very excited. And, you know, that was one that I'll remember forever, I think. Definitely. People still talk about it. <laughs> okay, so then we have D, who picks Wes. And, I mean, going through this list, you can see that it's clear that the vets had a lot of influence on these picks. Um, and this was the funniest line where D was, you know, that D said the whole episode. She goes, Wes doesn't have any vendettas or enemies, does he? <laughs> That's like, really funny. Just someone who really doesn't know the show clearly. Um, and then you have JP who picks Natalie, which I thought was kind of cool. We get the Latin Americans together, little Brazilian, little Venezuelan, very, very spicy team. Yeah, I'm not not a lot of camera time for either of them in this episode, actually. Yeah, I I think JP is gonna have very little camera time throughout this season because it seems like his main asset is really just his beautiful face and body and aura and glow so i'm not sure if he's gonna be such great reality tv but he is damn fine like holy shit i I think natalie might get lost in the shuffle too because it seems like her storylines have played out you know the the johnny thing already played out last season her getting outed by kaylee already played out last season um i don't think we're gonna get much from them Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that it's just gonna be kind of a quiet team over there. We'll see what happens. You know, Natalie's like really cute and stuff, but she isn't gonna be one to go crazy with the drama. The drama will just come to her, hopefully, and we'll get maybe some of that from there. Um JP is the Brazilian guy, Casey. Yeah, who's JP exactly? <laughs> but he's so hot. You can't just say who's JP. Like, look at his beautiful face. Oh, it's so pretty. And then his just his abs and everything. I was looking at his Instagram the other day and it was just like, you know, those people who have a really beautiful, like glowy face and it's all chiseled, like in this weird shape of perfect chiselness. It's almost like somebody who has a filter on all the time. Like that's what he looks like. And his skin coloring is so nice, like glowy. It's just so glowy, very radiant. 
Yeah. You are, a, you're standing this guy. His physical appearance. I don't know about his personality. Those very different things. I need a full package in order to stand. I can't just stand a face. <laughs> There's no way that's happening. All right. So then we have Maddie who picks Kyle, which is going to be hilarious because they're both super tall and super nuts. Um, and then we have Chase who picks Ashley, which I think uh, is pretty I, much a death sentence. Yeah, I agree. It, 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 yeah. it was the best. Uh, it was the best pick that he could make at that point, probably unless unless you go for Jenna instead, but. I would have gone for Jenna because you have to think about the whole package there. I mean, Ashley's she's already made tons of fights in the house and, you know, she robbed her partner last season, which is exactly what Davon said. So it's not like she's that she's not like that trustworthy of a partner to have on your side. You know what I mean? This girl's not going to look out for herself. They're on the block. And I get the sense that Chase is one of those guys who has like the popcorn muscles and he's not going to perform in, in the challenges. Um, so they, they, I am not expecting them to go far. Ashley and Amanda are in trouble this season for sure. I agree, Casey. He is wallpaper, but he's beautiful wallpaper. And I recently got mirrored tile wallpaper that is gorgeous to look at, makes my inside of the closet look beautiful. So you know what? There's some wallpaper out there that's stunning. That deserves some talking about. Okay, so then um, then we get Shailene who picks Leroy, which, you know, like whatever. Poor Leroy. You know, he got that sort of last mm-hmm. pick again. I don't know about this one, man. She doesn't seem like she's that. But you know what? We haven't seen enough of her to know how she's going to be as a competitor. I can just tell that socially she might not be the loudest and most politicking type of player. So at this point when Leroy got picked... I was I was saying to myself, and this was one of the weirdest parts about this. I was like, wait, she picked Leroy over Zach. Like Zach was the last veteran guy picked. Mm. And like that was so weird to me. I I, I don't get it. Like I, I you could justify taking Zach over Pauly, taking Zach over Leroy, taking Zach over CT at this point. Mm. It was weird. He was the last guy off the board. Yeah, this is when I, I really think that the vets, you know, that influence really came into play. I mean, you could just tell because it's just it doesn't make any sense how these I picks mean, went down. Zach over like Zach has already outperformed Kyle in a final, albeit it was a really shitty final, but he did. I think people are maybe looking at the fact that, you know, he's not necessarily the greatest teammate or he hasn't been, but I do think he has that a lot of potential be to be a really good teammate, just depending on the right person. Like, just because Amanda and Zach didn't work together very well does not mean they both can work really great with other people. And just because Zach hasn't worked great with a lot of his other partners before still doesn't mean that he can't find a really good teammate for him. I still believe that he could be a sick-ass teammate. Um, Okay, so then we have Zahida, who picks Zach, which is like Team Z. I just named them that. I think we should all call them that. (laughs) Listen, great value for Zahida. Zahida, the last pick. She didn't really have a choice over who her partner was going to be. She ended up with Zach, who is a challenge champion, uh, a multi-time challenge finalist. So I'm feeling pretty good about my girl Zahida. That's a a good partner to end up with in that spot. Oh, my God. Jessica, I could not agree more. If Maddie would have chosen Leroy, that would have been a killer team. Like, why does Kyle need a fucking good partner? He doesn't. We need Leroy to have a good partner. Kyle needs a fucking kick in the ass and a flight back home. (laughs) He worked that political game, probably. Got that spot. Oh, interesting. So Irving is saying that Zach was pretty 
Zach was pretty okay. um pretty off with the prospect, so they didn't really have a good vibe from him in terms of you know okay. wanting to wasn't pick him. working the po- yeah it was a very political draft process. People weren't necessarily drafting on merit; they were mm. drafting on yeah what happened the night before. Hundred percent. And listen, Tina, you know, he was a bad partner in a lot of those things, but I still think that everyone has potential to be a great teammate and he has a lot of the skills needed. He just hasn't been able to been Ooh, properly I, handled. I, I like what Greg is saying. Zach, the battle of the season's final was in the same location. Zach has already won a final in this location before. You got to you got to keep that in mind. You know, athletes sometimes, you know, some athletes have different uh, stadiums, different courts that they just perform on better. Zach's mm. already proven in this environment that he can, you know, make the long haul. That's true, but we have to remember the final is probably not going to be in this location. But we'll see. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. I'll hate Kyle forever because he fucked, like he fucked up Holly, and I really like Holly on Jordy Shore. So Kyle can go away. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Okay, so then we get. Um, uh, Gus having to choose between either Jenna or Amanda. And as we all can gather here, Gus chose Jenna. And then you see like Zach as if he's a dad at a soccer game going crazy for the fact that Jenna didn't get picked last. Like, I thought that was so funny. It was like <laughs> was he was good. cheering on, like nobody else was cheering that much for people who got picked. And Zach is like freaking out as if his child just scored the first like soccer goal of the season. Gus and Jenna being on the same team is unique to me. Because I'm, I mean, it's like the only team where it's like, wow, it's two people from like original MTV US shows that are on, on the same team together. Like Jenna is technically from the real world and Gus is from Florida Shore. And it's like, oh, wow, that's like an MTV team. I don't know. I Maybe think, I'm not describing it properly. No, I see what you're saying. It's MTV, MTV team. It's just not that like crazy, I guess. No, it, yeah, because it's it's just this this era where that doesn't really matter. Like people don't give a shit that Jenna was on Real World at this point. I'm just so happy they brought in cast from other shows. Like about fucking time, you know. Everyone was all hesitant about it at first, but this has been lovely. It really has. These additions, I mean, I like yeah. them. These additions, well, yeah. The 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 new people that they're bringing in from other shows are you know, leaving more of a mark than the same people that you're seeing every season on the show to begin with. Yeah. And Chris, I have to disagree. The team that will be bringing the most tears is whichever team Josh is on. Shout out to my favorite crier. (laughs) I'm going to put that out there a lot and hope he responds. Because I think it's great that he cries. He cries in a beautiful way. He cries like... People people pointing out that that Gus does cry a lot. We might have to have a Gus versus Josh like crying counter. Oh my God, that would be great. We could put that right alongside the um, Kara versus Zach Calhoun mistake counter. And we could just have oh both of them ticking at the same God. time. <laughs> um, we should definitely put something on Instagram, like a like a collage of Zach uh, or of Gus crying and Josh crying, and put them like like next to each other. Um, yeah, we could put up a score like sheet on the website too. For all yeah. those watching now, if you didn't tune in before, our new website is live, saniacpodcast.com. Check it out. We have a shit ton of quizzes up there, challenge sporkle quizzes. There's like over a dozen quizzes for you guys to go play. Uh, Hannah worked her ass off on those. So please check them out. They are fucking fabulous. Plus, if you love trivia like I do, you'll like those. Um, all right. So then we find out what happens to Josh, guys. And he comes right in and saves the day because Alon can't play. And Amanda gets Josh. And we basically 
basically knew this based on the preview. So it was nothing wow about that moment. Um, and then the episode wraps up and we get an after show that was pretty mediocre. Yeah, that was like, it was, it was, I guess they wanted to sell it on the big moment that they were going to talk to Polly about him and Kara, but I took nothing out of that. It was very scripted. Yeah, and it seemed just, it was just not, there was nothing good or juicy about it. So I'm hoping we get some better after shows, uh, you know, in future episodes. But I think let's just, let's chat quickly about what we are most excited to see and who we're most excited to see. And then we're going to wrap this episode up for you guys. Well, I will go first. I am most excited to see um, some of these eliminations. Uh, it, you know, from the previews, it, there's a couple things that, you know, you could pick up on that were teased that have me really excited that I want to see. Um, in terms of players that I'm most excited for, I'm excited for Wes. I'm excited for Nani mm. on the veteran side. And on the rookie side, I'm excited for Bear. And I'm excited for my girl Zahida. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I think that's pretty in line. I'm excited for all the Brits, obviously. And, you know, I'm most excited to see this killing floor thing, the elimination thing. I think that's going to be great as well. And, I mean, I'm trying to think. Who – let us know, guys, in the comments. Who are you guys most excited to see perform this season from the vets and from the prospects? I really want to know. We'll keep a close eye on all of them. I know we're all equally not excited to see Shailene perform. And apparently Casey doesn't want to see JP perform. Uh, in terms of aggressive type of performances and eliminations, I would love to see some sort of physical action going on between Ashley Kane and basically any of the other vet guys. Like, I think it'd be a really cool elimination if we got an Ashley Kane versus a uh, Polly or someone along those lines. I'm excited to see that Polly versus Kyle potential elimination that we keep getting teased in these previews. Yeah, we'll see what yeah, see what happens with that. I have um, a feeling that doesn't even follow through, so I'm not sure. Yeah, pro- probably not. Um, but overall, really good start. Definitely, I'm pretty excited. We're I'm I'm ready for episode two, man. Let's see where it goes from here. Yes, same. All right, everybody. It was lovely. Follow us at Saniac Podcast, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We are all over. Be sure to check out the video we edited for Super Bowl, our Super Bowl commercial. It's pinned to the top of all all of our social media pages, um, and it's fucking hilarious. I recommend pausing frame for frame because, honestly, each frame is golden, and there's lots of shade in there that you guys will find uh, if you do look hard. And, you know, we are so excited to be back, and we cannot wait to give you guys more and more amazing content. Stay tuned for our challenge news section on the SaniacPodcast.com, where we will be updating you guys on all the juice that goes down in the Saniac world. It's kind of a replacement for our precaps because we figure we just give you guys lots of War of the Worlds this season since, quite frankly, this season is our most enticing yet and our most exciting yet. Um, all right, guys. Thank you guys so much. Zach, say goodbye to the people. It's been real. Uh, Greg, it was nice meeting you in New York City as well. I believe there's a Challenge Mania live event in Chicago this weekend austin um check right? uh, uh no austin is the 16th i think it's That's chicago right. this weekend um check out the website like we said subscribe to the podcast download it every download helps i saw a lot of new faces in the live this week so really appreciate seeing you guys come back next week yeah definitely we love our regulars and all of our newbies today chris pleasure to have you guys aboard uh and we will see you guys my next week i was gonna say come manana but we're definitely not coming back tomorrow see you guys next week nope. Thank you.